Let's turn now to Cardinal Vincent Nichols, the Archbishop of Westminster. Morning to you. Good morning. Before we talk about what the Catholic Church itself is doing, just a reflection on what you've just heard and the, the need, the value of this sort of community support. Well, they're two great examples of what I'm sure will be a very generous response from people towards their neighbour. And uh, I think the priority that we've been given, well, the three priorities, personal hygiene, stay away if you're poorly, but look after the elderly, especially those with underlying health problems, are the things that we need to emphasise over and over again. Not panic, just take these things steadily. And examples like the two we've just heard, I'm sure will be replicated all over the country. Now, many people, of course, at a time of stress and anxiety like this, would be tempted to go to church, perhaps more often than they normally do. And yet they're reading that, for example, in Rome, the churches have closed. Have you yet made a decision whether Catholic churches can stay open in this country? Well, we follow official advice. And obviously that phrase, the right thing at the right time, that's what we're preparing for. Now, we are preparing for a time when the churches should not be used to gather big numbers of people together. So we might come to an end of the celebration of mass or other services. But in my view, the churches will always remain open because churches are places where people can go, they can sit quietly, they can pray, there's plenty of space in them, there's no health risk, but the presence of the church and the space that it offers will be very important in the coming months. But the regular Sunday service, the daily masses, it may become necessary relatively soon for those to be suspended. Yes, we're preparing for that, and obviously one of the great advantages that we have now is that we can stream these celebrations, even if the priest is there with one helper. Uh, we can stream them, and people can join in from home uh, and gather if they wish on a Sunday to follow the Mass, to say their prayers together in that virtual link with its formal celebration. Because but, even without being know, online, Cardinal, it's the case already, isn't it, that communion isn't what it normally is. You've had to limit the ability. Yes. To take yeah. yeah, that's true. For some time now, we've been adjusting our behaviour within the celebration of Mass to minimise those points at which infection might be passed on. And people are very, very sensible about this. These are not the essential parts of the Mass. Uh, and, you know, we're mature, we're calm, and that's what I hope everybody would be, cooperative and calm. This is a long haul, and we'll take it gently and steadily and very seriously. Now, there's another crucial part of Mass and every service and true in, in other churches and other faiths as well, which is the sign of peace, the idea that we turn to a stranger yeah. we give them a sign of peace by shaking hands and already, I think it's widespread practice, isn't it, that people are crossing their chest with their arms, sort of nodding yeah. or bowing in the direction of someone yeah. wrong Yes, that's hands. right yeah. That's right, that's right. And and it's very simple and it's very sensible and it's not a problem. And similarly, with the distribution of Holy Communion, we're making adjustments there to minimise the risk. And that is particularly a risk with saliva, because we're told that, you know, people with the virus, in 90% of the cases, the virus is present in their saliva. So we've got to be very careful with those things. We're doing that. We're well prepared. Now, a sensitive subject, but desperately important to many people, is the role of of a priest when the end of life is coming near, the yes. visit to the elderly, the visit mm. to the very mm. sick, which is so important to people who have faith. Is it going to be possible to continue that practice? 
I believe so. Where this is what the advice that we're getting, government advice is mediated to the churches through a few experts who both understand public health issues and understand the life of the church. And we will visit people in their homes, taking the right kind of cautions, and we will follow in nursing homes and residential care. We will follow the norms established by those homes. Um, it might be in very extreme circumstances that. That physical presence might be impossible, but for the vast majority of people, I believe we'll be able at the right time to bring the comfort of their faith, that consolation and their assurance of the life after death which awaits us all. Stepping back from the practicalities of running and uh, being a priest in a Catholic church, how do you sense that we as a society are dealing with this extraordinary challenge to what we have grown used to, what we have taken for granted mm. in our daily lives. Mm. Well, I, I think we have a nice balance to find between being determined and not panicking. I was upset yesterday when I heard of an eight-year-old who went to visit his healthy 70-year-old grandma and said to her, Grandma, are you going to die? Now, that's not a helpful message to be getting across. I think we have two principles deeply rooted in our culture from its Judeo-Christian tradition. One is honour your father and your mother, and the other is love your neighbour as yourself. So we've got to resist fear on the one hand and selfishness on the other. And I think there is a maturity in the people of this country to remember those two axioms and to live by them, to nurture and treasure the elderly and not to think solely of ourselves, but to think of others, even in practical things like when we go shopping. Well, that is a thought for the day that we can all share, whether we have faith or not. Cardinal Vincent Nichols, Archbishop of Westminster, head of the Catholic Church, thank you so much for joining us.